Hello, my FitFizz friend, and welcome back to another episode of the FitFizz podcast, where I am encouraging you to find ways to celebrate victory in body confidence. I have so much to say on this that I'm breaking it up into two episodes. There are five big mistakes in body confidence that I want to talk about, and I'm going to cover two of them today and the rest next week. These are mistakes or habits that so many of us make and that definitely includes me that destroy our own body confidence, oftentimes without even realizing it. And by talking about it, hopefully it will bring more awareness so you can work on changing any of these behaviors if they apply to you and eventually get to the point where you can celebrate victory because you're being a better version of yourself by leaving destructive behaviors in the dust. And in case you are new to the podcast, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. FitFiz is serving up ways to help you avoid gimmicks, find strength, optimize nutrition, create boundaries, prioritize rest, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the content should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And if you'd like to show your support for the show and get exclusive goodies in return, you can do so at patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. If I get a few more supporters only donating just a dollar a month, then I can get to a point where I have the budget to start bringing in guest experts to be on the show. And before I get started on my first two mistakes that sabotage body confidence, I want to take a moment to address any men, any trans men, or any non-binary people who might be listening. I appreciate you and I am really happy when you make it known that you all are finding value here too. Not to put women in second place by any means, but I made an Instagram story about this topic recently, and I think it's important for me to say this here too. I am a huge fan of things like girl power and women's empowerment and all that stuff because I'm a woman and I love seeing women break through barriers like never before. It's exciting, but as I've been shaping my business, I'm already on version three of the FitFizz brand and figuring out who I want to create content for and working with business coaches to figure things out so that I can build a really solid foundation for FitFizz in a long-term sense. And I love my business coaches, but they're all women, and most of my peers in those business groups are women, and probably 90% of them serve only women. And my coaches have oftentimes assumed or pushed me in the direction of targeting just women as my audience. But something about that just, it's not what I envision for FitFizz and something about it just doesn't sit right with me. Even though I do love empowering empowering women, that's not what FitFizz is all about. Um, it's not just for women. And I get that my bright color palette might be off-putting to some men. And if it is, oh well. I'm not in the business to coach only women. 
Sure, I talk about autoimmune diseases, which mainly women suffer from, but who's out there including the men? Lots of men get autoimmune diseases too. Lots of men have hormonal struggles too. Who's talking to the men about how to cope or what to expect when a woman they love has an autoimmune disease? I'm sure there are people out there who do that, but if I've never made it clear before, I want to make it clear now that FitFizz is for everyone. Men, women, non-binary, for teenagers, for couples of any kind, everyone deserves to have the knowledge that I share. And even if some of my topics sometimes sway more towards what women deal with, I know that it's not just women. And I also think that men and body image issues are something that is greatly overlooked. When I first launched the podcast back in October, I immediately had one of my male friends tell me that he'd like to volunteer to be a guest on the show to talk specifically about men and body image. And I definitely still plan to do that in the coming months. There's really quite a healthy trend going on with women talking about body image. But based on observation, it seems that Men often just tease each other about things to do with body image, kind of like the phrase dad bod, which I really hate that term because it's destructive no matter how lightly it's meant to be taken. And as a fitness professional, I'm certainly not supportive of it. But men tease each other and I think that society just expects them to laugh about it and that's it. No feelings allowed. And I think that's an unaddressed problem right there. So I look forward to the day that I can talk about that deeper with my friend Leif, if he's still listening. Leif, hi, if you're watching, if you're listening today. But in today's show, I'm really hoping that men will not tune this out for two reasons. Number one, body confidence might apply to you, even if you've never vocalized it. And number two, it might give you some insight on where women's heads are at when they're having body confidence issues. And we all want to feel good about ourselves, right? We want to feel good in our clothes and without our clothes. There might be some mistakes we make along the way that are holding us back from feeling really confident in our bodies. So let's get into it. Mistake number one. An all or nothing mentality. Have you ever decided to not go to the gym because you don't have a full hour? You could maybe only squeeze in 20 minutes, so eh, it's not worth it. Or maybe you thought to yourself, well, it's Thursday already and I haven't gone to the gym all week, so at this point I'm just going to wait until Monday. Some of this might happen if you commit to a training schedule that simply doesn't make sense for your life. You can avoid a lot of feeling like you're failing if you don't commit to something that's too much for your schedule anyway. And you can avoid this by staying reasonable with what your current life allows for. If you can only reasonably get to the gym one time a week, then don't go signing up for a three-day-a-week boot camp. If you, can't, if you end up maybe being able to squeeze in more time here or there, it's great. It'll feel like you did extra credit. But accept what's realistic for your life and feel good about it. Also, don't just not get a membership at a gym if you can only make it once a week. If you're currently not going at all, and if you're body confidence happens to be in the toilet, 
Going just one time a week is a 100% improvement. So doing that much should make you feel great. Also, another big part of the all or nothing mentality is working out like a crazy person for a certain event. I I have to admit, I bite my tongue pretty hard when I see things like shedding for the wedding or bikini body or wanting to look good for sundress season or wanting to look good for a vacation or a class reunion or your sister's wedding. Stop, please stop that. When friends come to me all excited, like I hired a trainer so I can lose 20 pounds before I go to Cancun. I smile and I try to be supportive, but to be honest, I feel really fake because that's not a healthy mindset at all. The only way I could be genuinely supportive is if it was followed up with them telling me about their plan to sustain it afterwards. That's what matters. That's what I care about. That's what I would be excited about. And that's what a healthy mindset looks like. That having a sustainable plan for after a certain event, that's going to give you even more body confidence and for a prolonged period because you're not going to crash and burn. Because when you have, you know, you like, I need to lose 20 pounds for this vacation or I need to lose 30 pounds for this wedding or I need to, you know, do whatever so I can look good in a sundress. It's negative because you very likely could be setting yourself up for that rebound effect of like once that's over or once the thrill wears off or once you hit the goal, then you rebound and end up feeling worse than before or gaining more weight than before. So also always remember if your energy level can handle can handle it, it's easier to push yourself to go get some exercise instead of convincing yourself, I'll do it tomorrow. Now, one day a week might not make a difference. But if you have a bad habit of doing this, those days that you skipped can really add up over the course of the year. So imagine if you did that twice a month for a year. That could mean the difference between several pounds of fat loss in a year or a few percentage points of body fat in a year or a whole lot of strength that you could have gained over the course of a year. So remember, the most important part about your body is how you feel about it. If you don't feel confident in your body, then you won't look confident. And that leads us into mistake number two. Mistake number two is asking silly questions like, does this make me look fat? Does this outfit make my stomach look fat? And questions like that. I really hate it when women get stereotyped that they always ask these questions because I personally have always made an effort to not ask this question no matter how much my insecurity might want me to. Why? Because there is no good answer to these types of questions. Nothing a person can say in response will erase the insecurity that you're feeling in those moments. It's true. What should you do if you feel like you have the urge to ask these questions? You stop yourself and just don't do it. Remind yourself that it's a lose-lose situation and it's up to you to find the confidence boost that you need. Try to find a way to let it go. 
because I've been that friend after conversations like this have gone down. And usually it's a male friend asking me what he should have done or what he should have said because he feels bad and he didn't know what to say. And those questions are really just like a ticking time bomb. They're not good for anyone. So how do you avoid this? By working on yourself and what it takes to make you feel confident in your skin and have a goal to not only never want to ask a question like, does this make me look fat? But to exude so much confidence that people can't help but to tell you how good you look, completely unprompted. Think of a time when that happened. It feels really good, right? And there's nothing wrong with graciously accepting compliments from those that you love to put a little more pep in your step. And it's also so important to not base your approval of yourself on the approval you receive from others. Easier said than done. I know. And at the same time, I think it's also important for people of all body sizes to be more aware that someone of every body size is appealing to someone else. Not that your body, body size should carry that much importance to others, but what I'm saying is one person's version of too fat or too lean or too curvy or too flat is another person's version of perfection. And me, as somebody with a naturally flat booty and being surrounded by constant glorification of large, voluptuous booties, I'm always working to achieve a look that I feel good about. I've had a lot of securities about it ever since junior high. And to share a personal story with you, my last boyfriend made it a frequent topic of discussion that unless my butt was at least 45 inches around, it would never be good enough for him. It was absolutely destructive to my confidence. And when things got so bad that he ended up threatening my life, that was the beginning of a series of events that pushed my hormones into a detrimental tailspin from the stress and the trauma and the fear. And he's been history for years, but the things he said got inside my head so bad that I essentially stopped training glutes on purpose. Because after that relationship ended, it felt like if I was working to build rounder glutes for the sake of aesthetics, it meant that I was trying to please a pathetic materialistic person, even though that was long gone. I didn't want to please him, so I stopped training glutes. And that's not exactly healthy either. I neglected a whole big body part to prove to myself that I didn't need to obsess over it. But that was still obsessing. Just turned around. Now I'm working really hard again at creating a body that I feel good about, but I know that it's completely up to me and me alone to find that confidence. Of course, compliments are lovely, but it's best when it's totally unexpected. Also, I know that a lot of trainers will get asked by new clients when a trainer asks, what are your goals? And the client might say, well, what do you think I should work on? And that's fine if you were to say that based on where the trainer maybe sees muscle imbalances, but it's a little bit weird to ask a trainer, what do you think I should work on? If you're asking in a sense of how do you think I should shape my body? 
That's really up to you to decide. And there's nothing wrong with knowing how you ideally would love your body to look. Now, I'm well aware that there's this other side of body confidence and the body positivity movement that unabashedly promotes loving your body at any size. This movement can be a little bit controversial, and I'm still trying to find the words to really address my thoughts on that movement. But for now, I'm going to say that while I fully support the idea of everyone loving the body they have, there are some concepts and influencers out there who push it to a dangerous place. Yes, it's okay if you weigh 375 pounds and you love your body. But if you're also bragging about eating an extra large pizza by yourself every day and bragging that you never drink water and you drink Coke and you don't even know the last time you ate a vegetable, that's an area of self-destruction. And it's even worse that there are people forming entire followings based on the glorification of that type of behavior. They call it body positivity, but I don't agree with that. To me, that falls right in line with social media accounts that glorify eating disorders with no intention of attempting to heal from them. So that's a heavy heavy topic that I hope to have an expert come on the show to discuss one day. But getting back to you, if you do really struggle a lot with body confidence, try to notice those voices that are chattering in your head about your body in a negative way. The intention here is to begin to realize how frequently you're asking yourself if you look fat or overanalyzing every little roll and dimple that you see in the mirror. When you notice it happening, you simply try to stop the behavior and force yourself to say something good instead. Or another little trick you can do is to catch yourself in the negative moment and immediately answer your own question with confidence. Find the confidence. If you're looking at yourself thinking, do I look fat in this? You can answer, yes, you sure do. And decide to own it. Or you can stop dwelling and find something that doesn't make you feel that way. The choice is yours. If you think you simply don't own anything that will make you feel confident, at least realize that it's your choice. What are you going to do to change that? Or you can also answer your own question by saying, no, I don't look fat in this. It's all in my head. And the people who love me will love me regardless. And this is not a life or death matter. Now, I absolutely know from personal experience that it can be so difficult to do these things. But if you can manage to start taking those steps, that's where the changes will start. And one little mind trick that I've done quite a bit is that once I've made a decision about what I'm going to wear, that's it. It's final. Once you're dressed, end of story. You made your choice, move on. We all have way too many things going on than to waste our energy second guessing an outfit. And that wraps it up for today. I hope you will join me next week for part two. And please, pretty please, leave a quick review for the show in iTunes. If you haven't already, it only takes about a minute or maybe even less. And visit patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson to see all of the rewards you can get for supporting the show. And until next time, in case no one has told you lately, your butt looks great. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.